0: Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award-worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? These intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope.
1: When I graduated college, I realized that this was this was my life, it was my only life, cool. and I was going to pursue it regardless of what anyone wanted me to do, or wow. would hope for me to do, and I just went for it.
0: Um, how have you been? Tired. Did you love? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Allie White, remind us of what you do here and what you're up to.
2: I am the digital managing editor at Backstage, mm-hmm. and I kind of oversee the website and the content that goes into it and the stuff that happens on the back end and right. all that jazz.
0: If anyone's ever been to Backstage.com, a lot of that is super. And of if Allen. you haven't,
2: you should go visit it. <laughs>
0: We, had, we do have to plug Backstage.com. Dot com. Every once in a while.
2: Slash magazine.
0: Um, but I asked you here today because we want to talk. I mean, it's a little bit random, but I just happen to know that you and I are both fans of today's podcast guest.
2: We both are <laughs> big fans of today's podcast guest. Uh, who
0: is who? Who is who? Uh,
2: none other than... <laughs> Miss Lucy Liu, fellow Dude. Kai Omega, oh. <laughs> fellow University of Michigan graduate. So, is this why you're a fan? No. No. Okay. I, did, I mean, yeah. no.
0: She's such a New Yorker, too. She's straight out of Queens. Straight out of Queens. Um, she goes to a lot of Broadway shows. I know she's always talking about, like, she really likes theater. And that show,
2: and Elementary, that she was in for however yes, many seasons, that's just wrapped. filmed on all location over. in New York. Amazing. So, she was all always all over the place. Totally.
0: And uh, I believe her Netflix movie, Set It Up, which we both loved.
2: Also filmed in New York.
0: She's incredible in that.
2: She's so versatile.
0: She is, because I was also looking at her. Like, she's maybe most well-known for Kill Bill.
2: Charlie's Angels. She's a small role.
0: Well, Charlie's Angels, yes. So Charlie's Angels. So she's, like, action star, action comedy star. uh,
2: Rom-com star. Definitely rom-com
0: star. And then she has an Emmy nomination for Ally McBeal.
2: Oh, yeah. She was an Ally McBeal. sort of like
0: Ally White, Ally McBeal.
2: Yes, spelled differently. So
0: um, Lucy Liu is on the podcast today. Elementary is wrapping up. She's also in this new CBS drama, Why Women Kill.
2: That looks... <laughs> can I curse on the podcast? Yeah, of course. It looks f***ing crazy. Yeah, like, it's awesome. In the best way possible. Totally. Her shoulder pads couldn't be <laughs> bigger. Her bangs yeah. couldn't be more teased. Totally. And I can't wait. You know what? She has made a career out of killing shitty men.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Do you remember like, Chicago.
2: Oh, yeah, she was in Chicago, She's in Chicago too. for two minutes
0: and steals the entire movie.
2: She's the one who, like, takes over the spotlight from Roxy Hart. Yes, as, yeah, by killing men. By killing men.
0: <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's really good at killing men. She's really good at being very, like, vicious and, like, um, fancy. Like, highbrow. Yes. You know?
2: She's, like, if Dynasty...
0: <gasps> she's very Dynasty. Yes. Yeah. She's,
2: like, a old-timey soap opera star... Yeah. ...with, like... A bite, I guess. For sure. But then she can also play Watson to Johnny yeah. Lee Miller's Sherlock Holmes. Totally.
0: <sighs> like, she's good at emotional drama. I just think of her as someone who... How do you teach charisma? Like, she's one of those people in my mind where I'm like, no one can copy Lucy Liu because she's got something. She's got that something. She's
2: got that uh, special <laughs> sauce, as yeah. they say.
0: Um, well, thank you, Allie, for helping yeah. me introduce Lucy. There's lots to talk about with her, so I'm, I'm excited to see where it
2: goes. Yeah, I'm really just mostly interested in her reminiscing about her time living in the same house that I did in college.
0: Yeah, I'll be sure to ask her about Definitely that.
2: Definitely ask her about that. <laughs> that seems really crucial to her uh, <laughs> career trajectory.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Backstage, the world's number one casting platform. Listen, a lot of the guests on In the Envelope, an awards podcast, Used backstage at the beginning of their careers, it's how they are now in the running for Emmy, for Oscar, for Tony, etc. If you are at the beginning of your career as an artist, here's what you do: you go to backstage.com/slash/subscribe and enter the code Envelope at checkout for a free 30-day trial. That's right, free 30-day trial. If you go to backstage.com/slash/subscribe and enter the code Envelope. All you gotta do then is make a profile, upload a headshot, and start applying to jobs, to the thousands of casting notices that are uploaded every day, which you can filter online to match your specific talents, your specific needs, your specific looks. Get that dream started today. Check out that free 30-day trial, backstage.com slash subscribe, enter the code envelope, let's do it. Award-winning artist and A-list star Lucy Liu is known for her fabulous work in everything from Charlie's Angels to Kill Bill to last year's Set It Up. Born in Queens and first dreaming of acting at the University of Michigan, Lucy took every theater job and survival gig until her breakout in 1996 with the sitcom Pearl. She then earned a Primetime Emmy nomination for her work on Ally McBeal, and later a Critics Choice Award for Southland. For the last seven years, Lucy has played Joan Watson on CBS's Sherlock Holmes drama Elementary and can now be seen in Mark Cherry's CBS All Access series, Why Women Kill. The one and only Lucy Liu. Um, welcome. Hi. Hi,
1: thank you for having Hello. me on the show. This is exciting.
0: Thank you for being here. We're we're honored. Did you ever um what's your relationship with backstage? Do you ever use us for casting notices or anything? Absolutely.
1: Did you? When I started acting, uh, that's how I went on all my auditions. I was, I had, there was Backstage and there was the Ross Reports where you would look uh, oh up yeah. all the agents um, and the managers, I think, were on there as well. But you would go to Backstage um, and you would look up auditions for non equity, non union jobs. Yeah. Um, that's how I auditioned for all the things that I did. And then I eventually became Equity and then became right. a SAG member and so it was a long you know process and it was all paper then you know yeah and Black so and white, you'd circle everything and then you'd yeah. go out to the auditions and you'd oh. show up and you'd sign your name on the dotted line and line, then yeah, yeah you'd wait online and mm-hmm. then you would do your monologue <laughs> yep and this was mostly was it theatery
0: gigs yeah commercials? Okay.
1: theater um sweet mostly theater I think there were some you know student films things like that yeah uh that was basically how it went. I, there was no, awesome. you know, I didn't have a representation when I first started.
0: No, and then, but by chipping away at those gigs, you eventually get that, and then you get equity. It's like the levels. Of- yes,
1: when you get to a certain, yeah. you know, when you go in for something that's equity, and they'll give you, you know, that sort of status. Sort of this weird, yeah. weird catch twenty two where you, yeah. you can't get in the <laughs> union you because you're not. You can't do any union auditions, but then. Yeah you know eventually when you do a union job like how does it work i don't even know to this exactly. day it's confusing what was your union job that that got the the membership my union job let me think um, well i had done a commercial a long time ago and then i didn't join the union because i it was so expensive this was when i was in college yes. it was just a like somebody said oh, on the subway hey would you like to audition for this thing i was like okay why not somebody on the subway mhm oh in new york and then uh <laughs> I didn't I mean the union was nothing then but it was still a lot. I didn't have that kind of money. And then when oh, I, I actually went and started auditioning and didn't have a union card it was even more expensive and it yeah. just keeps going up and up. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. You yeah. don't really think about that when you're, you know, going to school. <laughs> you don't no. think about you don't think about the budget. No. The realistic <laughs> the, re- uh, the reality of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. So
0: at what point, I mean, I would love to hear your whole life story. At what point was the um <laughs> Was it always acting? Were you bit by the bug? Like, what inspired it?
1: There was nothing else. Oh, ma- amazing. From nothing a else young else age. Young from age. a young age.
0: Awesome. Wow.
1: Um, I went to school I, as I was supposed to go to school hmm. and um, studied all the academics. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when I graduated college, I realized that this was this was my life. It was my only life. Cool. And I was going to pursue it uh regardless of what anyone wanted me to do or would hope for me to do. And Hmm. I just went for it. And that's when I picked up backstage (laughs) and uh, just started going through it. And I didn't have any history in it, Hmm. in the business. So I just sort of made it up as I went along. Yeah. I think the non, uh, the unknowing was very helpful because I didn't really know what I was up against. Sure. The extent of the... The uphill climb? <laughs> yeah, or just like who's in the room and, you know, mm. oh, my goodness, who are these people? Because the I, I didn't have stuff. any history yeah. of them. I didn't know their – the you know, what, the idea of power. I didn't understand that uh. at all. It was just sort of went in so green. Sure. And that na- that naivete, that helps. You don't have any fear of not knowing what you're <laughs> – when you don't totally. know what you're doing. Totally. And you just feel like you're just going for it. No matter yeah. how good or bad you are, you're just giving it your all.
0: Yeah, you don't have as many um, maybe insecurities and, and uh, less self doubt.
1: Yeah, or you don't know who's in the room at the time, so you're just yeah. you know doing your thing.
0: Going all out. Yeah, yes, yeah. you're
1: going all out completely. You you're know? going to ten.
0: Yeah, just going to ten. You're just going to ten. Yeah. Well, at a non-Eck, when you've been waiting in line for hours, like you really gotta.
1: You got. You got. You know, three you minutes. Blow it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. better do it right. What
0: kind of? These are mo- these were monologues, right? You yes. Would do a dramatic monologue. Yes. Wow, see, that's le- a little bit less of a thing today. I feel like it's more about scenes and doing a and with a reader. and
1: sometimes you don't even meet the actors anymore. You just, yeah, they're on tape, you know right. And now it's all digital. so it's very different. But when I yes. went in, i would I would do I didn't like a lot of the monologues. I didn't feel like I could connect to them. So I did uh-huh. a monologue uh, a male monologue, oh. a, a man's monologue from david henry huang's uh, f o b ok, really. Mm-hmm. And that was my, you know, your gender fluid. I did that. I, I was I was gender fluid back yeah. then um, <laughs> with my monologues. And yeah, I also, yeah. I I liked um, Lily Tomlin's, uh, you know, the, she did a a whole one-woman show, and I sort of snuck oh, something out of there too. Oh, cool!
0: Oh, wow! That's a fascinating. It was, little... And it was a,
1: she was playing a homeless person in that one. Okay, and you had seen that? Uh, no, I had not seen it. I could but not read even. It. I read it. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, th- back then it was all about you know Samuel French and reading all the plays yes. and oh, I used to work there. all of that in yeah. in New York. I was in an Los intern Ante- at Samuel French. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. I mean, it just has that you could just sit there and oh, read. And, yeah, reading plays. Yeah, and then you'd see sort of in the beginning like the people that originated the play. Sure. Wow. Mm. Yeah, mind blowing.
0: Yeah, cool. <laughs> and so this was all. So and then but so NYU. Was the first school, but then you switched.
1: I went to NYU as so my first year and then I went to the University of Michigan. And, and I can I ask why there. was
0: did you just transfer because it wasn't wasn't working at NYU or?
1: It it wasn't nothing to do with the school actually. It uh. was just that I had been I was born and raised in New York. I went to school, high school, I went to Stuyvesant High School downtown, mm-hmm. and then I went to NYU. I think and I was living at home. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. I think that pressure or that lack of campus feel Ah. um, was just making me quite, you know, like at 16 or whatever it was, I was like, I know everything. There's nothing you can't tell (laughs) me. And then I decided, you know, I got to get away. Gotcha. And that was the best thing I could have done for myself because- I really had a greater appreciation for my family and for mm. the city and for yeah. everything. Everything just had a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was surrounded by people from Ohio and oh, sure. uh, Michigan. And I mean, it was not – I was not in a cosmopolitan city. And I hadn't really traveled very much oh. at all when we oh, were younger. Okay. Yeah, I wow. mean, that was it. Like, it was New York. And Michigan was the – draw because of their drama program. No, I did not go for drama. I just went to get out. Okay,
0: to anywhere. Yeah. Yes, and I know you studied languages there, but yes. did you do drama? Did you do plays? Or? I, d-
1: I did. I don't want to say I did plays. I did. I took a, like a couple of classes oh, in okay. acting. Yeah. Um, but in those classes were people that actually majored in acting. Gotcha. Musical yeah. theater, et cetera. So hmm. for me, it was just uh, something I was interested in, but I didn't think it was going to be something realistic at that time. Right. And when mm. I went to college, I think that's where things really opened up for me because mm-hmm. I really had an interest in the subjects that I was taking. Yeah. Um, and I was learning philosophy and oh, cool! I yeah. took literature. And, I mean, it was a very different way of learning. I took acting. I took ceramics. I mean, there were things yeah. that I, I took um, classes that I – didn't know about but it was I was curious about it wasn't just because it was you know in the syllabus sort of thing
0: yeah and you really knew you it sounds like you really knew that you had to get out of that comfort zone of the place that you had born and raised you needed new challenges
1: I needed to get out of myself a little bit and I think you know running around New York City with like Doc Martens and a Big Matrix, you know, black raincoat and sort of, you know, it. like just <laughs> yeah, me against the world. Yeah. I needed to break away. From
0: yeah, that. just anywhere else. Yeah,
1: I yeah, just had yeah. to change a bit. Yeah, I, I don't think um you can ever go wrong changing, even if it feels wrong in the moment. Are you basically bi coastal? No, are you very much here. I'm. I'm here. Yeah. I'm in New York. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I actually really want to hear about your like. You go to the theater all the time, right? I'm there all
1: That's the so time. That's so cool. Yeah, like, I was like, you were just here.
0: I know. <laughs> no, because I, you're such a New Yorker. Like you, you live in Manhattan.
1: I live in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Now, yeah.
0: And you, you love going to the theater.
1: I'm at. The, I've seen every play okay. Out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but
1: was LA ever like? You must – you've taken jobs there. So was it ever Oh, I like... lived in L.A. for a long time, like over 10 years when oh, I you first did. started. Okay. I, I was in New York. I started in New York. I did a, a bunch of regional theater mm-hmm. um, in St. Louis, you know, oh, wow. uh, San Jose Rap, you know, um, the Berkeley Theater, you know, things like that. I was oh. kind of around. And then um, – I moved out to Los Angeles um, based on somebody's suggestion and an uh, agent's okay. suggestion. So I went. I had no. I yeah. mean, nothing was holding me back. Not a job. So I went, and then um, hmm. I stayed, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. I mean, you'll love it. I mean, I just went out there just because I was open.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: I know a lot of people that did go out there and disliked it. And then, you know, they came back or they didn't or they just kept complaining. Sure, sure. Um, But for me, it's sort of like I'm in there and I'm going to be as present as possible. And then when it was time for me to come back to New York, I just Mm. knew it was time for me to come back. I wanted to be surrounded by different things, different people, different, like a different culture. You know, it's very, it's very uh, business specific there to a degree. Yeah. And I think that's, that's fantastic for what you want to do or for what someone wants to do. Mm Um. And I, I, I still enjoy being out. There. I was just out there for five months doing "Why Women Kill."
0: That must have. I was going to say that must have filmed there. Yes, exactly. It's a it fabulous, did. Fabulous, fabulous show. Thank you. <laughs> it's really you're really awesome in it. <laughs> Thanks. Really amazing <laughs> lines in that show oh, that are <laughs> beyond.
1: beyond, beyond with the lines. You
0: must have had a Quotables. lot of fun on that. Yeah. We laughed.
1: We laughed a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many like how many different versions of um, that line where you say? As much as it would cheer me up to commit a felony right now. (laughs) (laughs) There are lines like that, or like when you attack that woman and then say, I'm drunk.
1: Oh girl, really I was all out too. I was like, let me just pull her hair. Let oh, the me just shoulder do it.
0: pads and
1: the costuming. Yeah, Simone was definitely giving it the whole time, and she was enjoying <laughs> every that moment. That's
0: ten. You're at that ten. At she the... was
1: started at ten. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. She started at ten. and <laughs> they just kept going. But you know, the the amazing thing about Simone is that at ten, it was mm. still like very palatable. Meaning like there was more mm. to, be, you know, what you didn't feel like, mm, it's sort of left a bad taste in your mouth. It didn't seem like it uh, was, you know, going to go bad quickly.
0: Yeah. Or like we're still rooting for her.
1: You still, there's something about her that you can really enjoy, even though she's really yeah. not in a good mood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's she's such not a feeling good feeling it. Yeah. And by yeah. the way,
1: she was, you know, in a very vulnerable <laughs> place. Place yes. when uh, mm. this young man, who is her best friend's son, yeah, you know, seventeen, is interested in her. So yeah. why not? But that was, you know, she let it go. And mm-hmm.
0: that's so funny. <laughs> You're talking about. So how do you how do you talk about your characters? How do you form these people? You talk about them in the third person, like they're they're separate from you. How much um, of your own life is in Simone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's another story. Uh. Um, I feel like. I do talk about, I mean, I usually do talk about the characters in another way because I feel like, I don't know. I I feel like I'm a separate person from that person. And Mm -hmm. when I'm in that character, I'm there. I'm not running around being her on the stage when I'm not on camera. But there's something that you inhabit, you know, and the words really were able to carry that quite a bit. And Mark Cherry has such a... Wonderful way of uh, using words and just sort of using them like marbles and just sort of Ooh. putting them in your mouth and just letting them roll around. Oh, I love that. and Joe Keenan, who was also a writer on the show and mm. uh, focused mainly on the '80s storyline, uh-huh. yeah, uh, just delicious way of adding mm. humor in a very difficult, dramatic, sad moment, very poignant. And you know, obviously that. I don't know i don't want to say that it manipulates uh but it mm. really allows the audience to be part of something in a more intimate manner
0: yeah, yeah 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 as
1: opposed to i'm just gonna you know i'm being funny or i'm being you know sad it's not that it's it's just it mm. seems in some ways you almost give them a pause so they can laugh because sometimes it's you want like in a very difficult moment you you mm. laugh because you're so upset you know and totally. vice versa
0: it's It's that um uncomfortable laugh, or like a letting off steam laugh,
1: yes, or where you're crying and then you're laughing because it's just so horrible, you know it's yeah, a, it's yes. just like it's very close, <laughs> yeah, it's and the stakes on manage top to be, of each other, it's like yeah. velcro, one needs the other, yeah, 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 and marble's in your mouth, yes,
0: you must think about dialogue as you're one of those actors that thinks about dialogue as music or as poetry or as a. You think about it rhythmically.
1: Absolutely, I know you do
0: because of your comedic timing. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's very rhythmic. Like you understand these things.
1: Well, I think there's, a uh, I think with rhythm and with characters, mm. they have to have a certain uh, metronome. And Ooh, yeah. when you do have this kind of a character, there's something very syncopated about her, mm. which you can enjoy. Cool, you know, and. Uh-huh. It's not so da 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 It's not that. And that's what makes it uh, inviting uh-huh. to continue listening. How much of this is like an outside-in approach? It's never really outside-in. It's inside-out mm. for sure. You're inside-out. Because okay. I, I can describe it, but when I'm doing it, I'm not thinking about it. But if if gotcha. I take myself out of it to try to mm. make it more um, understandable, then I would say, yeah. you know, she is a syncopated character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is unpredictable um, but you know what would set her off at the same time, you know. Mm. It's it's hard because she really does have a lot of different levels that she goes into and mm-hmm. goes under as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and some characters don't necessarily go under gotcha. or not yeah. under all the time and yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah. And and what she's doing is very real to her at the moment, but it becomes funny for the audience.
0: Yes. Um pl- that idea of playing comedy with uh, it's high stakes for the character. It's not funny for the character necessarily. Oh no. She's no, dead trauma. serious yeah, <laughs> when she's, she's like <gasps> Threatening to kill people. Wake
1: up. You know, <laughs> like yeah. don't even don't even try to die on me. You need to suffer.
0: Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> and that was another example of like I'm laughing until you had that moment where like the ambulance is coming. But she sort of collapses a little, and she's kind of like, I don't actually want you to die. Right. Like,
1: and you don't know that. I think silent. when she turns after she gets off the phone, yeah, you think, oh, my God, is she going to go over there and choke him to death or something? Sure. You know, And then she, she walks over, yeah. right? And then... In that moment, she even realizes, like, God, don't die, you this know? Is,
0: yeah, it's a human. But
1: I think that what I really wanted was to to have her so charged that mm. you didn't really know what she was going to do. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't think people expected her to go over there and slap him in the face. Yeah. And then she goes right. back to continue having a very normal conversation <laughs> on the phone. But then when she gets off the phone, you know, she sort of does a very sharp turn. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like those moments really helped define the character without exposition.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I'm fascinated by this idea of the inside-out approach, which I don't like asking people anymore about. Do you have a process? Because, of course, you don't have the same process for every character. But the inside-out approach, do you then watch yourself and go, oh, I'm I'm so in character that I – like, do you recognize what you're doing on that conscious level? Do you like watching yourself, first of I all? I don't. You
1: don't? I don't. I mean, I've seen, obviously, the premiere, and you go to the premiere of something, you see it. you got to – yeah but I <laughs> generally, bail on uh, but generally I don't watch myself um because I feel like even directing like I'll watch I'll watch if I'm directing I'll need to see the playback but I'll just sort of have them mm-hmm. f- fast forward through it just so I can see the camera move okay um mm. and make sure that that's right because I know what I did or what I didn't do you're and I know what I was in the scene with the other actors you know yourself. what I mean but there's yeah. other things that you can't look at when you're in the scene itself gotcha.
0: yeah um mm. so it's informative in that way but yeah not. and
1: i think that's when you trust the the production of what they're doing and the director mm. and cool. you know th- that you are a part of something and mm. you're a team um and you're a part of that team so mm. you're not you know just idling on your own cool and and and, th- yeah. and what i mean by that is that i can't control you know, outside of what I'm doing, everything else that's happening. Uh, So you have to sort of trust that it's all being captured and they're getting what they need. Gotcha. um, In order to, otherwise you're just, you're pulling yourself apart and you're just, I think when you become that microscopic, you start to lose and dilute the essence of what you are trying to convey. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you then you start to. The de- I think the it's it's very important to be detailed mm-hmm. in, in preparation with your lines, with you know, and then you can be really free cool. with your body and with your um, castmates and even mm-hmm. with the director and the camera, so that you can play. But if you're focused on the lines and all those things, you start to. Gotcha. Uh, Become more one-dimensional because you're just you're, you're you're you know your frontal lobe is just there mm-hmm. you know and I think yeah when when you say you know do you look at yourself or do you, I think if you're too focused on oh this is you know that was not the, I the would skirt have is twisted yeah it starts to you start to become I don't know too particular with. Too in your head well you don't go up to the it's not your job to go up to the director and say you know what I you can say I'd like another take mm-hmm. right but you can't say oh I, I see like I had a flyaway let's go back yeah you know what I mean like you can't I'll let that go it's it's becoming a little too yeah Myopic.
0: Yeah, and you could just kind of go crazy doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, there's a certain amount of perfection that you want in the performance itself yeah. that you elicited or you were able to convey or cool. you were able to – you feel it. Like it's almost like you disappear. You don't even remember what you okay. did when you feel like you've hit that note. That's so
0: great. This is such a – that's like the window into how you – is this true for every role? Like when you sit down with can – we, can we talk about Watson? Absolutely, Because Watson, Watson. like the same idea of like – it's – First based on maybe text, and you're building the character inside out rather than she's not quite as maybe um, physically. Uh, she doesn't have the shoulder pads like Simone. <laughs> like she's a little bit more like of an every woman who I think is much more uh, internal, emotional kind yes. of thing. You know? She's
1: a much quieter character. Mm-hmm. She's very internal, like you said. Um, I think when she does have an external moment mm-hmm. that it is very – thought through Uh uh-huh yeah because you know her he she initiated her career with this man Mm -hmm. sherlock as a sober companion Mm -hmm. so there's a great deal of awareness that she has on a very consistent level of her surroundings of the person that she's with you know she's always um it's more contained yeah yeah, she's more focused on what's happening with them and and taking care of Mm -hmm. other people and Simone is is not as effusive about, you know, others. <laughs> Empathy. Yes. Yeah. She's empathetic and you see that in the end, but I think mm-hmm. she's just she's she wants more. More is more.
0: Sure, sure. And the the through line there being like, uh I love this idea of like you're you're over preparing or you're you're thoroughly, thoroughly preparing for what you can control. Everything that you can't control, you can't control. And you're also doing that thing of kind of letting go of all the preparation in order to be in the moment Correct. and to you, be listening. You
1: come in with all of the ingredients, Yeah. and oh. then you allow them to decide how to, you know, you and you allow yourself to decide depending mm-hmm. on who you're working with, what happens in that moment, what happens in that scene. Mm-hmm. But I think if you come in unprepared, and, and I think, that, you know, with dialogue and the, the aspect of the procedure on yeah, that show, true. you really had to memorize. I mean, I spent— It's a network show yeah I spent hours and days like <laughs> lost in dialogue I mean that's all I did i would sure. I would come home from work and I would study and I would on the weekends I would take hours to study and um I didn't do it alone I did it with somebody else like on the phone or on you know skype whatever it oh. was I think that hmm. to in order to have that you know homework done for the week because by the time you got home from a sixteen hour day or eighteen hour whatever it was, you just didn't have it in you to your mind was just you know. <laughs> All the waves came out. Yeah, wow. <laughs> all the waves in your brain, all those little nice gray matter that's like sort of clumped together and yes. looks like the way it does. Yeah. It's all pulled out and it just looks like pasta. Yes. Yeah, and you need to be like nice and need tight. To squish it back. <laughs> yeah, you need, to, ugh, you need to get it in there. <laughs>
0: that's the thing with ne- Allison Janney was saying that for West Wing that she she her personal life suffered because she was sitting there memorizing. I. <laughs> don't know years. when
1: I, yeah, I haven't had a personal life in a long time. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. So is that true? Like you – what's the schedule for that?
1: It's over Well, now. we did 24 episodes a year. So it was 10 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And then we had about six to seven weeks. And then, you know, we'd go back into pre-production. And mm-hmm. then we were on, you know, five days a week do and long get hours. you used
0: to that or is it too – it just sounds exhausting. You
1: do become used to it because it becomes this sort of marathon where you're not just trying to get to the end. You're just trying to pace yourself, oh, you cool. know, to get to that – end of the season or, or to the winter break mm, and then that. yeah but you know as soon as you started to decompress then you were back into it and and mm. you just your body gets into a uh it gets very accustomed to uh punishment oh my god <laughs> right like you wow. get used to the the and I, when I say punishment, I, I love doing what I do. I mean, I cannot yeah. think of anything else that I would want to do. Yes. But your body is punished. You know, your mind is, you, you know, the amount of sleep deprivation mm-hmm. and the amount of exhaustion uh, with the, the temperatures because we shot in New York. Oh, yeah. Um. So it was freezing. or It was really hot. I mean, yeah. you just deal with it. And you just go through it. And I think once you really stop, and it's not just stopping for two weeks for, like, a break. You, when you really stop and you're done with something like that, yeah. you have really, you've won. Because you're alive <laughs> and you've been challenged you to the max. But you've done something really incredible totally. just by, you know, whether the show is a success or not or anyone's watching, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You have physically put yourself through and mentally through something Quite incredible. It's like the longest gestation you can have, you know. I mean, it's and like then a you've marathon, given birth, and you're it's like, wow. Like birth.
0: It's very physical. Like it, you must it's have thought of so it as physical. Uh, you have to take care of your body. Your body is your tool. It's your instrument. That's right? it. What is this? Is it? Do you think of it as self care? Like, what do you do to decompress or to? Squish the
1: brain matter back together. Make it look wrinkly again. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I would. You know, people are like you want to go away. As I didn't even want to mm-hmm. go away. I just wanted to mm-hmm. be in my home mm-hmm. and have a staycation and just yeah. be there. I just. It was very rare that I could just lie in my bed and you know be in That's my pajamas. Great. It's a. It was a very rare occurrence. So, yeah. to me, I really enjoyed um, not having a plan. Because you That's know you great. get out of work at you know ten oh six you gotta be back at you know they pick you up at nine thirty six everything is scheduled it's yeah. it's very you know military mm-hmm. um and they have to be and you know you got a thirty minute lunch and then you know get a ten minute break or you know ten yeah. minute warning or whatever it is you're you are there there's never a point when they don't know where you are
0: amazing yeah, yeah, and so when it's over you do need to just sit
1: when it's over and you know you do have one of the most connected experiences with the people that you are working with the the crew and the cast it is a very um it's a beautiful family that you create Mm. uh, that you would not be able to do under uh, not that kind of pressure and you know we all work through it and we all get through it and i was able to uh, create such great friendships And I I mean, my my life changed. I had a son. I was started directing. I was able to be in one place for seven years. You Mm -hmm. know, I always had a bag packed that I still do to this day of just the basics, and I'd go. You know, and I didn't need to use that very often, to be honest. Yeah. And so, it's a very uh, Hmm. it's cathartic.
0: Sure, and to ending to ending it must be. I mean, specifically for elementary.
1: Have you been in something
0: as long as this?
1: Never. Okay. Is the longest job Aaron I've McBean ever was had. This, this opportunity was, was really, uh, I've never experienced anything like it. So is it sad to be done? I do not feel sad at all. Okay. I don't. And I, I'm not saying that because I feel joyous. It's that it's, re- I don't feel yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's over. I feel like it was a part of my life and mm-hmm. it was an experience. Mm-hmm. And I really fully s- sat in that and bathed in it and, and really like lived it. And I came out, and I, I feel like all those things are still with me, and I carry them with me. It's not like I left anything behind.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: And so it, to me, it's not about an ending. It was sort of like, if anything, it was a beginning.
0: Amazing. Because some people talk about, like, they feel like they uh, their character has died. Like, they feel like the character is someone they've gotten to know, and they'll never see them again. Huh. And it's sad. But, like... The completion of a marathon, like you said, the catharsis of ending this experience is a joyous – that's
1: a joyous thing. It was. Yeah. I felt so – I was in wonder that this wow. could happen and that it continues to happen and that people mm. are – and then when I see other people starting a new show, I know exactly what they're going through. I understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you you can do this. Just pace yourself yeah. and, yeah. you know, don't focus on these things. Make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. It's a real understanding, um, and I don't find it to be something that I regret. I mean, why would you, you know? And I don't think, Mm -hmm. like, Joan Watson is never gonna be dead to me. Like, she was a part of my life, and so is Simone, and so is Oren, you know. All of these Mm -hmm. characters are, are, you know, now, in some ways, this is the legacy you leave behind. And that's why we're lucky that we have these um these stories on film that you can right. you know sort of relive or sometimes you know like there's it's impossible to see all the content that's out there now so Absolutely. you get to see yeah. something for the first time you know that you cool. may never that there's been out forever that nobody saw yeah. um or everybody saw at the time it but you didn't and sure. now am I'm, I'm able to sort of sit and enjoy this library that is going to be Cool. you know in perpetuity essentially and, and everyone has that access as well that's awesome
0: yeah gosh and the, i'm thinking too of like you've you've to me sometimes you look at someone's resume and you're like this person's never had a dry spell but i know that you must have <laughs> and you've worked in so many different genres so many different projects and like what is your relationship with rejection and
1: with you mentioned the self-tape thing have you ever sent it a self-tape are you auditioning still? I have sent in a self tape. Okay. I mean I I mean a while back I sent in a self tape for a movie that I didn't th- I was like there's no way, but it was a small part. Okay. Oh, you know okay. and yeah, yeah. and but people do I mean I know for me when I'm directing and when I was acting in shows and I couldn't go into the actual casting office we we would cast people off tape. Okay. Completely. Yeah, yeah. But um listen, if you cannot understand rejection mm. this is not the business for you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a, a personal affront okay and i say that mm. because now that i'm on the other side yeah. and i've i've been able to be in cassie there are so many talented people and it's not because you didn't do a great job and it's almost like you look too much like the lead
0: Okay. You know, you're sure. too tall. You're yeah. too pretty.
1: There's so many reasons why you don't get cast, and you don't know that. I think that's why I think feedback is incredibly important, uh, because you know, like, oh, it's not about. And you can think, oh, that's what they said, but th- it's actually true. And I've actually told casting directors before, like, please tell this person mm. whether or not they didn't get cast, or um, or if I see them out in the theater or something like that. Um, or if they were cast and they were you know we shot the scene and they cut the scene totally that it was not about them yeah. and and mm. I wish that people would know that more because it is and it's true mm. it's a fact and it's too bad that there's no way to give feedback like you did a great job but you know right this or next time know your lines more or you were too tall or you were t- you you look too similar i mean whatever it is it helps you totally. to hone your craft as an artist
0: yeah is there, is there something about the giving the feedback that um people feel awkward doing that and so maybe it's not done enough
1: I mean maybe they do but it's the only way to learn and right. my my honest manager feedback. was was always honest with me huh. and always upfront and you know you can't improve how you audition and auditioning itself is a craft yeah. you might audition you might some people are not good at auditioning but they are they're like beyond talented yeah, absolutely and so they can never get past that to get the job to then be seen and yeah. be appreciated yeah. and so there is sort of a section of just if you can audition really well doesn't mean you're the best actor you just know how to you know walk sure. into a room and present yourself.
0: Yeah, totally. Auditioning is not a major in school. it's not necessarily something you're the only way to train in that skill is to do it. Right? There's no, there's
1: no You degree. You have to do it and you have to be allow yourself to enjoy what's going on. And every time you mm. go in there, and I think it's sort of like y- your your job is not to get every job. Ah, cool. Your Ooh. job is very much like the lottery. You play the lottery, you win once. Great. You just yeah. keep playing. That's what you do. You yeah. cannot expect to win the lottery every time. It's not possible. Mm. It's not, you know it's not what the goal is the goal is to win but you've got to go in there you got to play yeah you got to play to win
0: yeah and and love that and and be okay with the not winning the lottery
1: well know that you you went in prepared mm. you mm. you know you felt comfortable in the room you felt like yourself in the room and then when you played the character mm-hmm. you were yourself. I think what we what i see and what i when i go in is like um because I love actors and I I see when they come in the room, you know, go in prepared. It doesn't matter if yeah. you have two lines or like bring in the paper, bring in your sides, mm-hmm. but you know, if you can avoid looking down at it, but go in there like having that those lines memorized completely. Yeah. Yeah. And go for it because if you make a choice and it's not what they were looking for, they can see that you made a choice and mm-hmm. then you can they'll they'll say, "You know what? That was great." Can you try it this way? Because they know you made a choice. And when you make a choice, it Mm. defines who you are, uh, and it gives you a character in that room. And I'm I'm not talking about the character you're playing, but a character for yourself. Like, it gives you a personality that shows strength.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right, right, right. And flexibility is then important because... You can't come in with one set thing that you're going to do. Yeah, because
1: if you're kind of like lost in neither here nor there, mm. it's hard for them to give a direction. It was like, well, that was good in the beginning, but then it kind of fell apart. Like, you don't sure. know where to go. So if you go in and you're playing it this way, yeah. they can say, that was great. Let's take it down, yeah. you know, a notch or like make maybe make it this way, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a hard – um, it's hard when you when an actor comes in and they're, they know their lines, but they – they're just sort of amorphous, amorphous, or also nervous. Like nerves are big. Oh my god, huge it's things. impossible not to be nervous. Right? Yeah. How do you?
0: I mean, you're past this now. I feel like. Oh but... no, you're never past it. <laughs> you still get nervous. Of
1: course, it's part of it's like who hear. you are. It's
0: good to know. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I think nervousness is is excitement. Okay. And it's yeah. being um, aware that you are sharing something. You know, like what is the point of of art? It's to share. You know, because if you're doing it at home or you're painting at home, you got thousands of paintings and f- photographs and you're doing monologues and you've got, a, you know, you've got your one, a, a one woman show. Like, it's not that's you're, you, you know, you're turning into gray gardens. Like, just get the bunch of cats and, <laughs> you know, just shroud yourself yes. with, like, newspapers and, you know, like, become a hoarder. Like, yeah. that's not the point. The point is to open yourself up cool. and yeah. expose yourself and, mm. you know, and to a certain degree, humiliate yourself. It's It's a certain right. amount of... Um, mm. Being humble and accessible and understanding, like, that is part of human nature. How is it easy? No. no. Because there's no. no one there. But you have to build a stable groundwork for yourself to say, you know what? You did everything you could. Right. If you didn't go in there and do everything you could, then that's a different thing. Like, you, then you're just going to be punishing yourself for not having done everything. Oh, for sure.
0: I mean, actors are going to, yeah. You're going
1: to punish yourself anyway. But uh, Totally. But I, I, I have always enjoyed doing the work. I I find it to be um, so fulfilling and I think it really is what keeps a person uh, curious and mm. uh, you need curiosity to keep you young and fresh in your body, do yeah. you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And when I say that I mean like you are, you're made of cells and, and I think in order to keep those those that biology in yourself moving I'm and sure. growing, you need to then inject that positivity and that understanding that mm-hmm. you are, you know, a unique being and you're gonna offer something quite different from anyone else. Yeah. And that is what's going to charge you as mm-hmm. a human being. And and we are made of skin and bones and yeah. flesh. And and these are things that are uh, stimulated by uh, your mind, and yeah. your mind is what's going to create your, you know, yourself as a healthy being.
0: Sure, it's like the craving of um of newness, just craving new challenges, new ideas, new. Um, that's what then trains your brain to go in different directions. That's how we grow.
1: Exactly, Which and I think key. the one thing you have to untrain yourself of is mm. sometimes you have to unlearn behavior whether yeah. it's family karma or if it's things that you are accustomed to you know there's a lot of rituals that we pick up and yeah. it's important to know that those are those are things that help build a like a foundation for yourself mm. but in in the landscape that you are going to journey on you have to be prepared mm. to let go of some of that baggage some of that luggage yeah. pick things up on the way You know, you can't be too attached to things. I think that will help you also open up as an artist to be able to absorb new things.
0: Yeah, it's a skill in and of itself to identify the behaviors that aren't helpful.
1: I mean, it, I wish That's someone tough. would just hand you a piece of paper and exactly. say, you know what, these are the things you work on. Great. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be like, oh,
0: <laughs> it's a daily now thing. I have to work
1: on this? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Why did somebody just tell me from the beginning? Because <laughs> exactly. now I feel like, exactly. how much time do I have?
0: Why is there no manual? Yeah, why is there
1: no manual? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Especially in your, especially in the acting industry where there's no certainty. You're going to go through dry spells. You're going to have.
1: I think the, the lack of certainty is a given. And I think some people like that. You know, nobody wants to necessarily work in the office, but there is a. It is a business, and what I really learned from being in the show is that it is a business, and you are a commodity. being an elementary. Yes. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's about it's like a commercials and mm-hmm. who's going to invest in that show and wow. and you have to understand there's that's you know you we're in our bubble like talking about the characters and where we're going and they're mm-hmm. talking about something completely different and so there's an amount of participation that you also have to allow um gotcha. in that in that sector yeah that is very important like doing press doing press being yeah. you know available for um i don't know just understanding that that is an important value it's not just about this one thing the craft
0: it can't just be about the craft because like you said great gardens then you're just at home on your own
1: (laughs) well you know what's weird is that you do think it's about the craft until you show up and you realize it's not it's a very different it's like like i said when you go behind the scenes you really see how different it is and how yeah uh, and you know and i have to say that People do protect actors. Like they really say, oh, this person cannot work, you know, this amount of hours or they have this out. You know, they oh. – they, I mean, you would hope that that's what they would want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to look out for the crew and the cast and everyone involved. I think that's your job as mm-hmm. the producer or the creator because you're not going to get a good product. And, and maybe you will, but it won't – you won't have loyalty. People can't sure. last that long yeah. given the givens.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more going on than just uh... – just line memorization or just that inside out character approach its a lot of factors
1: there are and you know sometimes you don't really have to involve yourself in them if you don't need to sure 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 but if you want to sort of open up and understand why some things happen you can always go behind the scenes and sort of hang out and find out and direct and cast yeah or just be in the office or Mm. intern somewhere or you know just being a fly on the wall can really teach you so much absolutely that's great advice
0: I think I have to okay I have to ask you these silly questions now. Oh, I love I love silly. Questions. We have this, this is called the backstage <laughs> five, but we talked about um, <clears throat> how you got your SAG or Equity card. Do you remember which? Does it remember? I it got matter? my Equity card first. Okay. Do you remember what show that was?
1: Um. Let me think. Uh... And when was this? You
0: came back to New York after.
1: I came after I graduated from Michigan. I came back to mm-hmm. New York. I was selling T-shirts in Soho. Um, I was working as a hostess uh, in Soho also. That was my next
0: question. What are your survival jobs, sur- your non-acting oh, what?
1: jobs? I did, I did everything. Okay. I, did, I sold T-shirts on the weekends. I <laughs> was a secretary during the weekdays. Mm. And at week, on weeknights, I, I worked as a hostess mm-hmm. um, at a rib joint in Soho. And also I worked at a clothing store part-time as well. Um, so I kind of did everything because I really knew that acting was a business. Uh I didn't know it on the level that I do now, but I knew that I needed (laughs) money in order to survive because there was no way for me to have any flexibility if I didn't have any money. And so... You got to cobble it together. I just sort of hit the ground running and I did not look back. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't want to be in a situation where I was going to be, I don't know, so vulnerable... That I would just do anything.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to to have
1: some, I needed to have some savings, like whether it's like $500 or $200. I just didn't want to be broke. You know what I mean? As it was, I was sleeping on the floor in my brother's studio apartment with his roommate in a bunk bed. Like it was just, you know, everything (laughs) with no kitchen. So that was happening. But I just, I needed to get some I needed to get beyond some my feet. Some yeah.
0: yeah, I didn't want to be, like, on my Boy, knees. you did that New York actor life. I did it. I fully up, did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For how long? That was a couple of years? Or just only right after you moved back?
1: I want to say it was for, like, maybe a year and a half or so. And yeah. I then moved out to L.A. Like, I, I was auditioning here yeah. and then would do... Um, I did extra work Oh, okay. Oh. I, you yeah, know, yeah. on commercials and things like that. Yeah. And then I um, I went and did some theater. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went to all the different, through the Ross reports, I went to all the different agencies and then signed up, you know, and they, they weren't taking, like, at that time, there was not a lot of um, diversity. Aha. And so they were like, there's not much I've out there for it. you, but we're willing to, you know, maybe send you out for a few things. So, okay. I freelanced with, like, a a lot of agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I was sent out. Because no one really, there was not much, they just didn't feel it was worth, you know, worth it for them to sign me. So I just sort of freelanced with a bunch of people. And then um, this woman from an agent uh, agency said, you know what, you should go out to L.A. I I had basically tested for a bunch of, um, soap operas which I didn't get Ooh. and then she said you're, you should just go out to Los Angeles and I was like okay <laughs> okay." and I did Yeah. and so that's was that was it thing of, you didn't
0: know enough to just you're just saying yes to everything just, yeah.
1: I said yes to everything yeah. and I worked as a, a second second okay. stage uh, assistant to the stage manager <laughs> gotcha. uh, for this show called The Wash and it was uh, by Philip Kangatanda it was a play that he had written Okay. And in it was George Chakai and Jodie Long. And it was oh. all Asian uh, cast. So I would go around and I asked them, like, what's your advice? And, oh, you know, cool. things like that. Because I kind of knew. That's that fly on the wall. That was, yeah. yeah. And I would run out and get coffee. And I was sweeping the stage. Wow. And, you know, I mean, whatever. I didn't care. I, yeah? I had no.
0: You weren't miserable doing this.
1: No. no. I was curious. I had no ego. Mm-hmm. And so I'd it's run tough. out and get lunches. And, I mean, I didn't care. That's great. And I wanted to learn. I was just absorbing everything around me. And they gave me their thoughts on what the business was like for an Asian person. Yes. And, you know, I took that and I was like, "I something's got to give. Okay. And so I just, knowing <laughs> that, I just...
0: Kept going. Kept going. See, because I wanted to ask about representation and, and, and the idea of, like, blazing a trail because... You didn't have a lot of examples of people who like. Did you think about representation? Were you just, is it that thing of you didn't know enough, so you just kept going, or is it like,
1: Uh, they were like, well, we don't really have much to to do for you, but we'll feel like great.
0: Right. So you were being told Uh, there's not much out there. Oh, there was like nothing. And you were just I would go on on maybe
1: maybe one or two auditions Mm -hmm. once a month, if that, Mm -hmm. you know. And then when I went out to Los Angeles, I was with the same agency uh, that this woman. Um, sent me out like, well, she just suggested it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, she, then I met some people at the agency on the West Coast, and they sent me out on some things, I was just open. Yeah. But by the way, I got lost. Everywhere I drove, you know, like, I was I couldn't be more lost. I was like, I'm on La Cienega, me. now I'm on Lorette. Like, where am I? <laughs> like, My west or east? Like, where are the numbers? Everything's got a name. Totally. I was yeah. like, what?
0: you're such a New Yorker. You I was know. so lost, yeah. and it
1: was like they had the you know. That's gonna be me. You're gonna be good because you, <laughs> you have you have you like, have like GPS. Google. Yeah. <laughs> You have, you know, you have that. But at the time
0: you were, yeah, you were lost.
1: Oh, it was next level. I was like, I'm South, I think. I don't know where I am. But, you know, that's why you have to really leave yourself enough time so you don't get lost in audition. Ah, Yeah. But then uh, this woman that I met there who was an agent um, called me. She left the agency and called me after I'd done a a guest stint on uh, L.A. Law. And I was I was speaking Chinese the whole time. Oh my god! And she said, I don't know what you said, but I felt like you really I understood what you were saying, and <laughs> wow. I, I really felt what you were trying to convey. And I left, you know, my agency and went with her. Okay. And, and never turned back. I mean, so and then she became a manager. Now she's still my manager to this day. Oh sweet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've and been then together for. Was
0: Ally McBeal soon after that?
1: Allie McBeal was. Um, not no, your, not your it own was a Pearl. Break. With oh, uh-huh. Rhea Perlman, it was a comedy, a 30-minute comedy. Yeah. Um, and Rhea and I are dear friends, and she's she is my mentor. And mm. then I did Payback
0: okay, with mm-hmm. Mel
1: Gibson, and then I did Alan McBeal, mm. And all of these things were connected with the team of people that were working with me, because Mary Ellen would send me out. Mm. On things that were not listed as Asian, gotcha. she just kept pushing it. Yeah, she just kept, you know, and yeah. and I'd go in there. I'm like, I'm the only person in here that's of any color. Of cor- well, of course, but then it's also I do feel like you've played a lot of roles that d-
0: that on paper didn't specify, didn't need to be Asian. But which is huge
1: before then, yes, it was right. always like before exotic moment, or yes. like the exactly. you know you're just the mistress. And, like, yeah. and this is this was a new opening. Totally, and it was a forced opening. <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't like, hey, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, kick, kick that door the doll down. down. See, I like
0: that. There you go. With That's both the feet. the answer to that question. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and you just do it and you just keep going and you don't think about it. You don't think that you're, you know, everyone's it. like, oh, you're a pioneer. I'm like, not really. I'm just doing something because I want it, I, because I, I believe in it. And I I think that I'm bringing something different to it. Sure. And then, so sure Alameda Peel happened. And, and the then,
0: hard work is part of that and the talent is part of that and the... <laughs> The experience begets experience, and you It's just a connection going. of all of these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ingredients that will create this. Sure. Right? And it's not that you set out to be the most famous Asian American actress right. in the world. No. Yeah.
1: It is like a true passion and love for what I do.
0: That's what's In conjunction
1: me. with, you know, having uh, a, a group of people or, or to, to say, you know what, I'm just going to cold call. Oh, Oh, I'm just gonna send you in. Send you in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, totally,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Why not? Just say yes. Why not? Yeah. That's great. Oh my god. Um, what is one performance every actor should
1: see, and why? Film, TV, theater, anything. There's so many. I have to say that I saw Kate Blanchett Mm -hmm. in *A Streetcar Named Desire*. Oh, amazing. Bam. Uh-huh. And when I walked in and I sat down in the theater when the, and it started, the lights came up and she started. And I was with my uh, my other manager, Peg, and we were sitting in the audience. And we looked at each other we're like, she's already playing the end of the show. Oh. Oh. It was already at 10. Oh, my God. Like, where is she going to go with this? We're like. How do you sustain Yeah, we were like this. Oh, this is gonna be a long, you know, two hours or what? Yeah. She elevated this character and this show. It was mind blowing. (laughs) I bet. I mean, I couldn't believe what happened after that moment. Start
0: at the end. It's.
1: She started. She created this character that you know in your mind you kind of know where it's going you have an obviously it's a classic Mm -hmm. very different wow it's seeing something with the same materials the clay all of it and it's a completely different sculpture it's a completely different form of art Mm -hmm. she changed what this play it's almost like she took the words and just made something completely different And I, you know, it's like brownies and a souffle. It, I don't even know. She just <laughs> took it and she blew it out of the water. And this is quite a while ago. Yeah. But it, it was, to me, it, I mean, I've seen so many wonderful performances. That's the one, though. I, don't, I don't know, but I just, when you say that, and I know that I went in there and I thought, oh, God. Where, like who? Like who's? Why did this happen? Why is this? Why did the director tell her to do that? You know, right. come in like From that. From
0: moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh god, no, you know, because you know, you're such a big fan of that person, or <laughs> or the of the play, or whatever it was, totally. and then you're like, you're Ugh. cringing, but then you think, and then she, and she just pulls it off anyway. She she didn't just pull it off. She recreated, It's like she recreated another planet and then was like, come on, yeah. and invited you on. You're like, there's water there? And she's like, yes. yeah, like that.
0: That's such a great metaphor. Yeah. I love when you're watching something and you're like, did this person invent acting? <laughs> like, I've never seen acting before this moment, you know?
1: <laughs> she was that. It was the that's, whole thing was alive. That's awesome.
0: Um, wh- uh, what is your worst audition horror story?
1: Oh, so many. Um, I was in an. I was in a room with a group of people, and um, I ended up on the fl- floor. <laughs> the director was like had me in a headlock, wrestling me on the ground. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the male very, director. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, it was very. <laughs> As a bad Me Too movement. It's inappropriate, moment. yeah. It was so inappropriate. Yeah. And it was clearly, and like everyone was there watching, and, and it was sort of like everyone was complicit as far as I'm concerned. Um, that was pretty bad, the headlock. Bad. Headlock. Like you're in a dress, you're like, you, you know, you've been preparing, you go in for the meeting, and then you're on the ground in a headlock. <laughs>
0: like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's yeah. really bad. It was pretty bad.
0: <laughs> okay, and then last question. Uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self, that that green,
1: naive person that you were talking about? I would say it's hard because you don't, you know, you live this life and you live this journey as that person. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to say, you know, you should have turned left when you went right, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like we made all the right turns, you know, and, and you press on the gas in the beginning, and then you ran out of gas for a little bit. And so it's hard because, you know, you, you don't learn. You're like, oh, now I have to sort of fill the tank when I see it's going down. Ah. So it's, it's... If I were to give anyone, especially myself, some advice, I would just say to stop... Um even when you don't want to, to look mm. around for a minute. Yeah. Just because it goes by so quickly. <laughs> I, I think it's I can I can draw the analogy of, you know, now that I have a child who's four mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh, it goes so fast, you know. Mm. And sometimes I'm like, it's not feeling really fast right now. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But they say, you know, the hours and the minutes go slowly, but the years go quickly. Uh, yeah. And I think that it's true because you're in the moment, you're like, I'm never gonna make it to winter, you know, to the winter hiatus because I'm so, you know, I I, I it's 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 not Same even Thanksgiving, thing. right? Yeah. But sometimes you just have to stop and really look at what this is yeah. and what it is that this fantasy world hmm. and breathe it in and you can keep going and you should keep going but yeah. to not forget to stop because you can get so caught up and it, it can start to really become a gnarled mess yeah and i think and sometimes it's like it's a gnar- maybe it looks like a gnarled mess and it is but <laughs> what a what a gnarled mess
0: yeah right? take a moment and just look at the because
1: at the mess. i mean coming from wherever that i came from and to be living this superb life. <laughs> um, and I, I've i enjoyed every minute of it. And I do think sometimes I didn't really stop to look and think, oh, yeah. this is wonderful. I did, but I want to do that more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent advice. <laughs> it's really, really good. Because it's all so simple. Stop and, and take a breath and look at it.
1: At the gnarled mess. Stop and look at the gnarled mess and like, what? <laughs> What a gnarled mess! In wonder, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. is incredible.
0: Yeah. Going back to that idea of curiosity. Like too. to like,
1: enjoy the mess, even yeah. if it's a mess. Yeah. You know, not like, oh, how get, you know. Yeah. Like, how to get myself in the headlock? You know, it's like, like, <laughs> like, more like. You kind oh, of laugh at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucy, thank you. This was really awesome. Are you kidding me? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I was obsessed with you before, but I'm really obsessed with you now because that was an excellent.
1: I'm going to make a t-shirt for you. What an old mess. In the Envelope, an awards podcast
2: is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City and Soundbox LA, Mark Rose Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Thanks, as always, to podcast producer extraordinaire Jamie Muffet and to the team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and, of course, Casey Howe.